In each episode of the Rebel Educator podcast, you'll hear discussions with world-class educators, students, and thought leaders in education as I extract the tactics, tools, and routines that you can use as teachers and parents. I'm Tanya Sheckley, founder of Up Academy and host of Rebel Educator. I invite you to join me for these conversations as I discover how to shift the classroom, the learning environment, the mindset, and the pedagogy to resist tradition, reignite wonder, and reimagine the future of education. Subscribe to Rebel Educator wherever you get your podcasts. On today's show, the guys have a great conversation with Josh Britton, founder and CEO of Get More Math. There's an EduTech tip and so much more up next on the EduTech Guys. You're listening to the EduTech Guys, edutechguys.com. Hello and welcome uh, to the EduTech Guys. I'm David Henderson. Hey, I'm Jeff Madlock. Jeff Fafa. <laughs> Jeff Fafa. <laughs> yeah. Hey, welcome. Thank you so much for tuning in, turning on, downloading, grabbing the episode, <laughs> sticking it in your ear hole. Saying to yourself, where in the H-E double hockey sticks have these guys been? <laughs> where did they disappear to? Well, we crawled under a rock and did some education for a while. You know how that goes. It's uh, beginning of the school year is over now, and we're now into third summer. <laughs> yeah. Especially here. Third summer, and uh, what are we now? Five weeks in? Yeah. Yeah. Holy smokes. Yeah. So anyway, <laughs> hey, thanks for listening to the EduTech Guys. You can always catch us on the web. Just go out there and look for EduTech Guys at E-D-U-T-E-C-H-G-U-Y-S for save us and something else. Hey, that would did start with an S and didn't it? Yeah. Well, it did. <laughs> Technically, you are not wrong. Hey, listen, get that can of air over there and blow the cobwebs out between mayors. That's right. <laughs> We're having a, just trying to catch up. Hey, got a great show for you today. We recorded this show and and uh, some time back, and it's been in the vault, and we're, we're trying to get it all done and get caught up. We've yeah. taken a small sabbatical as we both started working for the same educational entity. Yeah. Yeah, and so uh, David's communication director, and I am tech custodian. So I'm there to, you know, spray some Windex and keep the Chromebooks running. <laughs> Clean up everybody's digital messes. Hoy vey, hoy vey. And then I publish them. Then you tell everybody about them. <laughs> and right. here's the next mess. So, yeah, it's going to be a great show. And uh, I think you're really going to be really excited to hear about Get More Math. Really, really cool stuff they're doing there. And uh, that Josh is doing, I think you'll really enjoy that. Um, but I'll tell you what, we'll take a quick break here. And when we come back, a nice interview with Josh right after this. Are you using Soundtrap for personal use, recording podcasts, making music, and more? More importantly, are you using Soundtrap in the classroom? Soundtrap for the classroom is amazing, allowing students the ability to create music, podcasts, audio for their projects, and so much more. Check out Soundtrap now at Soundtrap.com. Hey, welcome back to the EduTech Guys. We're really excited to have our next guest on the show. Yes. We're going to let him introduce himself, tell us who he is, what he does, and all that kind of good stuff. So here we go. 
Well, hello, my name is Josh Britton. I'm the founder and CEO of Get More Math. But mostly, for most of my life, I've been a math teacher, mostly ninth grade, often to children who arrive at ninth grade with very little preparation and uh, kind of on their last legs mathematically. So math teacher for a lot of my career and uh, then sort of innovator and uh, started a little company and here we are. Yeah, that's awesome. Hey, we had the opportunity to uh, connect when we were in ISTE down in New Orleans. So uh, talk a little bit about what you've been doing kind of since then. I'm so sorry. You jinxed us. Sorry, my phone went off. Oh, that, I'm going to check my phone right now. Yeah. The uh, Sorry about that. That was my no bad. I, you, you jinxed us. You were right. I, I, I love how you having your phone on is his fault. That's that's brilliant. It's <laughs> the story of my life. Well, and see, now, well I hit, and now I hit do not disturb, and now it's fine. I apologize. That was that's okay. I'm sure I'm going to go off here in a minute. That was... I, okay, so let's pick up right there, David. Is that okay with you? If he do you, Oh, absolutely. I can okay. answer the question. All right, get, let's just start right there. Give it three seconds of silence and go in right there, and I'll edit it out. Well, this is a really exciting time for us. It's the you know month or two before school, I guess, since we talked in this moment. I guess you were just telling me you've had three days of school already. Um, so for us at our company, it's a it's a mad scramble to get lots and lots of schools trained and uh, starting successfully with our product. Mm -hmm. That's that's our main emphasis right now is just a lot of interactions with a lot of people all across the country. Yeah, that first of school has got to be really exciting. And so you know, I know you guys do the first year free. Um, that's right. So, yeah. so that's got to be a big boom, especially after ISTE. So you've probably got a lot of new schools coming on board. Is, is that, is, are you seeing that? Yes. Uh, I, we have something like 500 schools right now that are uh, <laughs> getting, getting spun up. So, you know, our, our little team, we're, we're a small company mm -hmm. uh, we're, uh, and we're very relational. So if you're going to start with us, we're going to talk to you. We're going to make sure you understand how things are going. And so uh, my people are working long hours to try to connect with every school, make sure they all understand the system and they start successfully. For, for our system, if you start from day one, it's it's the most powerful approach. You know, Some people come along mid-year and try it out, which is awesome. Mm -hmm. But if the goal is to, to gradually and methodically build this body of knowledge that kids are retaining, then of course, if you could start from the beginning, uh, that's the most powerful. So let's talk about that. Let's give a, a you know a quick overview of exactly what what the school's looking at, what a teacher's looking at, what the students are looking at when they get more math. You bet. So in a nutshell, we're all about long term retention. Uh, I first hit the issue of kids forgetting everything my first year of teaching, way 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 back, uh, where they would learn a unit, pass the test and promptly flush everything. Now that wasn't visible because we were moving on to the next unit. Mm -hmm. But when I gave my first final exam and most of my kids failed, I crashed into that issue of, I call it now, I call it the forgetting cycle. Learn it, lose it, learn it, lose it. All the way through. Uh, and not just one year, but year on year, right? And we all know it. We all see the, the long-term impacts of that. So uh, I, I guess for my career, it's kind of a quest to try to break that cycle and my, one of my favorite ways to do it was spiral review. Mm -hmm. And that's why I built Get More Math. And that's what these pilots are all launching into is a system to provide spiral review via computer so that each kid is getting the, the kinds of problems that she most needs to be reviewing. Now, you guys do a lot of ed tech, and so you probably already know there's lots of talk about personalized learning or adaptive learning. 
So it's, it's important for me to, to kind of articulate that we don't quite do that. Mm-hmm. I don't mean that kids this fall, this poor kids, uh, will, will log in and get problems from like third grade, fourth grade, fifth grade, sixth grade, seventh grade, uh, depending on some diagnostic test. Mm-hmm. Our system leaves the onus of choosing content completely on the teacher. So in our system, the teacher teaches a lesson. We don't teach any lessons. We have no instructional content. We believe people are the best instructors. But then she tells our system, here's the content I just taught. She chooses from our skill bank. We cover grades three through 11. And then what students will see at first is folks practice on whatever the teacher just chose for today's lesson. And finally, we get to the piece that we're all about. As soon as a child shows kind of, let's call it initial understanding of today's content, we'll automatically go back and start cycling through all the other things that same teacher ever chose. So the pool of eligible content for this spiral review is purely based on the teacher's choices, the teacher's scope and sequence. So if the teacher wants to pull content from prior grades to fill the gaps this fall, filling the gaps has got to be on everybody's minds. She's welcome to, mm-hmm. or if she wants to push ahead to higher grade levels, she's welcome to that too. Uh, but what we do, what the machine can do is take all of her choices and the kid that's sitting in front of the computer and make intelligent choices about this day, what's the highest priority for this child? Maybe something from last week, maybe something from three months ago, Hmm. all depending on what she's good at, what she hasn't seen for a long time and numerous other variables. I think that's a really key point to what you have there because giving that teacher the ability to use her gut instinct about teaching, about what they know about teaching and they know about their children and giving them that power over that, that's an initial win-win for that teacher. And it also, yeah. yeah, I mean, that that's beautiful right there. So let's talk about that. Let's talk about um, what the teacher sees after that happens. So Jeff sits down, he, he masters today at, at the level, and then I get some stuff from a few weeks ago and I take care of it. Now, what's the teacher got to work with from there? Because now they have more data. Um, what's it like for mm. the teacher when they see that? Well, so I'd say I'm, I'm kind of sorting through my mind the different ways teachers like to see data. Right, right. So what we do is essentially we, we, my favorite, I guess, I'm going to go for that. I'm just going to go for the part I like the most is um, a sort of a dashboard of every skill a teacher's ever chosen. And then uh, you can see in the aggregate how your kids are doing at large. So um, this many kids has reached proficiency. This many kids has not per Mm -hmm. skill. Mm Mm-hmm. Um, and then if you really want to drill down, you can see per kid, okay, how is Jeff doing? Let's talk more about Jeff. Uh, he's got these issues, but these are, these are strengths. Here's areas where he could get a little bit more help. But what's fascinating is teachers are totally accustomed to having to do what we're talking about. But what Gilmore Math will do is automatically assess all that data and choose good problems for the kid for the next session. So the teacher can watch, the teacher can perhaps intervene. I think the most common intervention is to say, tell me the five kids who are weakest at this one thing, because I want to do a, a targeted mm. you know, pullout. So, hey, get more math. I've noticed when I'm helping kids, this is a little bit of an issue. And get more math says, well, here's the seven kids who are, are yet to be long-term proficient. And then the teacher can get, um, get those kids together get example problems perhaps projected on the screen and do focused practice. So oh, I've got like a uh, run on of, of ideas here. <laughs> Those are two separate things, uh, two, two different kind of powerful things. But I was another 
data piece that's very simple is our, our view for the student actually shows an icon for every skill that teachers ever assigned. Hmm. So as we get onto the year, it's that could be 70 things, 80 things, 100 things. And actually on the student screen, there's a little icon for every single one of those and they're color coded. And we have five colors or four, essentially red, yellow, and green, like a stoplight, mm-hmm. and then black. It could be silver and black or gold and black. Anything green or better means long-term attention. So for kids to earn that, standing on the topic of data, to get to that level of, of skill, they have to show that they understand it, not just one day or not just one week, but over time, mm-hmm. we have to see continued understanding as we cycle back. Mm-hmm. And uh, finally getting your point, my your question, Jeff, if you stand at the back of the room and look out over like 27 laptops and you can see all of the screens, if you see like black all over the place and green, your kids are long-term masters of your content. And the converse, if you see red and yellow everywhere, well, they haven't made the progress you're hoping for. I love that I can walk into a classroom that's using Get More Math and know just within seconds at, you know, at a high level, how effective long-term retention has been. So I'm, I'm curious about that particular part that you just talked about. In terms of those colors, is this something that, you know, you said you look out over the laptop. So is this something that the students see themselves on the laptop as well? That's so, right. so they know they're in the red zone? It's a game. Yeah. 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 <laughs> yes. Yes. It's, it's a powerful and simple uh, way to get a snapshot of how you're doing, not just the teachers, but the kids too. So if, if you sit down and you see your red everywhere, well, you know, might want to put some more time in because perhaps you're getting today's assignments done and being a good student and making sure you learn the new stuff. But uh, your long game is, is fairly poor and mm-hmm. we would predict a, a fairly bad result long-term. So uh, um, I'm curious, um, I don't know what your experience is and, and what the data has shown in terms of the student's response to seeing that. I mean, uh, frankly, if, if, if I were a student, I'm thinking back, you know, when I was in school and I can tell you there would, there were several times where there'd be a, a whole a lot, lot of red. Of red. <laughs> and, and I can tell you that for me as a student, that would not motivate me at all. And as a matter of fact, yeah. it, it would, it would serve the opposite. So I'm curious, oh, you're so how right. do you, you know, so, so how, Let's, so what have you seen and, and how do you address that either through get more math or as the teacher seeing all the red and watching your student, you know, crumble on the floor because of all the red that they're seeing? So I have so many metaphors for our system. And mm-hmm. I think, did we talk about uh, the aliens metaphor last time? I think we, we did. did. Yeah, yeah, we did. So, so yeah, if you haven't heard the prior show, go listen to that. Yeah. Uh, you can hear about Sigourney Weaver and, and her exoskeleton. Today, let's talk about chainsaws. Um, so <laughs> chainsaws are, are, are awesome, right? Powerful. They, they make a huge difference in our world. We not You might not think about chainsaws often, but um, you maybe should spend a little more time just thinking about them, expressing appreciation. Well, now I am. So, I mean, there it is. That's yeah, there you go. Earwig done. Get, get math. more math <laughs> is a little like a chainsaw. Um, <laughs> you put the chainsaw in someone's hands and they don't know how to use it. Mm-hmm. And they could cause a lot of harm. Or maybe they can't even start it. I don't know. But but um, you put the chainsaw in the hands of somebody who's learning how to use it and, and they can do wonderful things. Mm-hmm. Uh, even They can even sculpt a bear, right? Um, so... Get more math is like that in that we see 
it's a tool that if used well, makes incredible difference and, and just changes lives and, and yields great things. However, uh, you're actually, you're fingering one of the common misuses. These people we're training right now, these 500 pilot schools, uh, one of the things we're trying to make sure they do is take it slow. If you overwhelm kids, the psychology of it is, is, is kind of clear. Like if you dump a whole bunch of hard things onto their screen and all these squares are red, the kids are going to hate the system mm -hmm. because it's too hard and beats them up. And remember, we don't teach anything. I mean that all the way down to the core of the software. If they get a problem wrong, we don't pop a video or give them help or any input whatsoever. We just say it's wrong. <laughs> and that's deliberate because we're trying to engender productive struggle in the classroom. Hmm. We believe that people are the best um, the best vehicle for moving forward when there's difficulty. Computers are great at crunching numbers, saying, you're not good at this, let's try again. But then we want people to take it from that point. And so, uh, so here's a kid looking at all these red squares, doesn't know what to do, you know, doesn't, can't, the computer won't help her. Um, so my, my, my whole point is one of the key aspects to beginners. You actually, you're helping me fulfill my mission of training people right now, actually. Uh, helping beginners do well is saying use easy content at the beginning mm -hmm. and use our dashboards. Look at that data, make sure kids are making progress before you start shoveling more in. Mm. Um, well, so, in, yeah. in my notes, I have to say, you know, along that line, I was looking at, at the site and making some notes, you know, so we had a little more to talk about this time. We have a lot more to talk about. We could talk for probably a couple of hours, but it's also in the definitions. I always like to say to help people out, you have to define your expectations first. You have to define mm -hmm. it for them. And you did that mm -hmm. right there because it says red, yellow, building mastery. You know, it's not you failed. It's not it's wrong. You guys are actually saying, listen, it's just red because you're building your mastery. So you have That's to right. kind of get to go back and it's okay. You're not you're not failing here. You're building mastery. It's a redefinition of, well, this is what it means here. You know, like I That's like right. red Skittles. That doesn't mean they're bad. So. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, yeah. But That's I, right. I like that. Yep. The, the redefining of it also helps, you know, change the dynamics of the classroom completely and the way the That's teacher right. actually looks at, at teaching. That's really pretty cool. That's really pretty cool. How, how the teacher packages it is so important. Mm -hmm. You know, if the teacher says, we're going to, have you ever had that issue where you just can't remember all the stuff you learned? We can fix it. <laughs> right, right. You know, we've got this and here's how it works. And isn't this exciting? Um, and then kids, boy, they start to get some momentum and they start to experience success. They yeah. can go back and still know things. Now they're helping other kids. It's a beautiful thing. Yeah. yeah. So let's talk about what the teachers have at their fingertips. Let's talk about, you know, what they're looking at. You guys grades through three through 11. And so mm -hmm. what's the access? What's the resource there? How many skills are we looking at? I mean, what can they actually, you know, jump into? So, so. One of the first things a teacher will want to do is say, well, what do you have? Mm -hmm. what, what math skills do you right. have? So we are, we call that skill discovery. That's a portion of the application where you can kind of find your way through our, our arrangements of categories of skills. Okay. We arrange those skills by um, state standards. If you like to think about that, I, I taught in Pennsylvania and I, I never really did like it. You know, it would be like standard A.1.3 <laughs> subcategory. I don't know if you guys have seen this. Like That's it's like hard. open a folder, open a folder. Yeah. Uh, so uh, we also have them arranged topically. So if you just think about, well, I'm teaching linear functions. So what do you have for linear functions? 
Um, and then we actually have alignments for NWEA for if you have like a map testing and you're yeah. kind of trying to think in terms uh, of that. Um, but what you're what you're going to want to do is find your way through the content, find skills that suit your needs mm -hmm. and turn them into assignments. And we have um, a, a section where it's, it's almost like a, a series of folders on your normal computer where you're putting files in, into folders or you're putting folders into folders. Yeah. So you can make these assignments and sort of save them all and assign them or use them whenever you're ready. Uh, other teachers can see whatever you've made, other teachers in your school, so they can share with each other. So that if you have that teacher who really likes to dig in and get it just right, the other teachers don't have to do that part. Um, and all of our all of our skills are dynamically generated. So as you're as you're navigating, you're also going to get hit hit the refresh button a bunch of times to see all the different iterations, sort of. Mm -hmm. um, because one of the things we really try to do is not just to repeat the same pattern over and over and over again, uh, but to ask things slightly differently. You know, flip from open ended to multiple choice, that kind of thing. That's yeah, really absolutely. Cool. And so, I'm gonna I'm gonna kind of jump uh, ahead kind of piggybacking on what you're talking about in terms of uh, the student learning and, and what the teachers see into, let's jump ahead to, um, oh, let's, as we kind of talked about before, let's talk about the assessment side of this, this the idea of cumulative assessment mm -hmm. as it relates to what you guys are doing with more math. So I, I, there are two planks in my mind to cumulative learning. Mm -hmm. One is spiral review. Mm -hmm. Every day, let's take a little bit of time in the classroom to make sure they're not just studying new things, but they're also cycling back through old things. The, the other piece that you just kind of opened up, I'm, I'm going to say my conflagratory statement, mm -hmm. see if I can get it right. <laughs> okay. um, I, I want to abolish unit testing. Okay. Oh, let's make two statements. I want to abolish unit testing. And in my last three years of teaching, my students never studied for a test. Mm -hmm. Okay. Right. So those are my those are my two things. We can hook onto those ideas. Um, but but to get at those, I like to start with a, an imagination scenario. Imagine that it's like February and you're back in high school. You walk in one day and your math teacher says, "Hey, today we're going to have a pop midterm." Hmm. You know, imagine how students would react to that. What? You're going to test us on everything we've learned and we're supposed to know it. <laughs> and, and, and then and then and imagine that, you know, the parent calls later on, maybe maybe your boss calling you and saying, you you made your kids answer questions about the math they're supposed to have learned. That's that's horrible. <laughs> People would be really upset. Sure. And, and I'm trying to trigger the silliness of that. Right. The the fact that. At every juncture, any time we have an assessment in math in, in our K to 12 education, we proceed it with a day or two or three of, of wild cramming. Mm -hmm. um, well, what does that mean about the test and its results? Basically, it means it's 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 not very functional. It's 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 sort of this weird ritualistic exercise that we've developed, but it's <laughs> it, if anything, it's harmful because we've taught kids, here's how math works. You shove something in your head, we make you perform something and then go ahead and flush. Mm -hmm. By the time they get to ninth or 10th grade, they're like, oh, that's how it works. We learn it and lose it. That's the pattern. Mm -hmm. um, so we've built our own uh, destructive system. All right, have, have I 
painted the picture uh, well enough yet. Beautifully. Yes, this is this is wonderful doom and gloom. I'm a little depressed. Yeah, now. yeah. It's, it's, it's working out. So, I, I, so I hope the story takes a turn here. Yeah, yeah. Okay, let's let's round the bend. So what what I did, and a lot of teachers do this, is I I identified that pattern and fought against it with at the at the beginning for me it was cumulative testing. The principle is that every test covers everything. Mm-hmm. Um, that's there's quotes around everything. You can't test everything, but every mm-hmm. test strives to have a good representation of the core concepts that we've learned thus far. So you're four months in, and you're taking a test. It's going to cover about four months of content. Um, to put a little bit of, of detail on it that I think is really fascinating, I stopped testing what I had just taught in the last week or so. Mm. So we're four months in. On a Thursday, we have a lesson. We learn something new. And then on a Friday, I give a test. And it covers everything you've ever learned except what we learned yesterday mm-hmm. and the, the last four or five days. So it's a complete inversion. It used to be that I would be like, you just learned it, now let's test it while it's in your head. Right. You know, kind of a... Right. <laughs> uh, and now I say, I don't need to test you what you just learned. Mm-hmm. Like, I am not interested. Uh, in how well that sunk in. I want to test that stuff two weeks from now or six weeks from now. That's when the data is going to be more meaningful to me. So uh, that's the basic idea. Of course, uh, we always follow with this idea because if you're doing cumulative testing but you don't have spiral review, it's kind of like our earlier discussion on psychology. It's seeing a whole bunch of red on your screen and how how discouraging that could be. Mm-hmm. Seeing a cumulative test, not having had the opportunity to spiral back over content on a regular basis, is also devastating and 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 no win for anyone. So, um, I, I will start with spiral review because cumulative testing doesn't. It, it doesn't have legs if it doesn't have something, some exactly. system yeah. for ensuring long-term retention. And then secondly, it's, it's just, so we're talking about software, right? Uh, it is brutal as a human to spend your weekends making cumulative tests. You're trying to test a little bit of everything, making all those decisions, then creating the content, then the answer key. And then I often had IEPs that wouldn't need yep. a complete practice test mm-hmm. a week ahead of time with an answer key. So I, when I did this before I made my software, I would spend maybe 30 hours on a weekend making the all, all four of those pieces. And I'm a human. I'd make dumb mistakes, you know, and then I'd ship something off to some parent. They say, hey, this, you know, <laughs> I was trying really hard. Oh, and then grading them, right? Right. Uh, you give, you have 150 kids. Each of them has 30 or 40 questions. And most of the questions, they get them right. But you still have to you have to look at all of those. Mm-hmm. So you're looking at a page. Oh, good, it's right. Oh, good, it's right. <laughs> um, and then, how do you follow up on that? The ones that got wrong. What do you? What's the what's the action plan? Right. You can't just be like, well, sorry, here's your bad grade. Let's move on. You need some actionable system. So these are all things that I wrote uh, into Get More Math. Yeah. That's we've, now we come around the bend, right? This I like software to do things software can do well. So targeted spiral review and differentiated spiral review, thumbs up. Uh, cumulative testing as well. So what you can do with Get More Math is you can see everything you've ever taught, you can see how kids have fared, and then you can just choose the problems you want to have on a test. And it takes maybe five or 10 minutes of kind of thinking through what you care about, what the patterns are. It's, it's funny because as you're choosing items, you actually know whether your kids are good at it or not. So you have the power to give them, um, you know, 
any level of difficulty kind of as, as seems appropriate to you. Well, yeah. that, that's what I like about the exams they get more math has is that you can uh, it, you can then provide follow-up exams you know based uh, individually you're gonna speak to that oh my goodness bit. can I talk about that yeah like, man. So, you know I may I you know this took me this this system took me a long well I'm still working on it right so it's been 18 years now uh, so there's some pretty rad stuff built into that excuse the rad I'm from California <laughs> um, <laughs> so I talked a little bit about, okay, kids get problems wrong on a test. Mm -hmm. What do you do? Um, and maybe you remember from your high school days, typically teachers pass the test back. And then there's, there's a whole big list of, of patterns. Maybe the teacher stands at the front and says, who needs to see number two? Um, nobody says anything. Mm -hmm. Who needs to see number three? Or there's the one kid who's like, I need to see number two. I need to see number three. <laughs> I need to see number four. <laughs> anyway, or you put them in you put them in pairs and they share. You know, there's all kinds of ways you can do it. But no matter how you do it, you are pushing against psychology because kids have already been conditioned to flush. Maybe they passed, maybe they didn't, mm. but fate has spoken mm. and they're ready to move on, right? Um, get more math after the test, after the teacher looks at all the ones that the kids got wrong on the teacher screen and makes decisions like, uh, give him credit. He just made a like typo or no, missed it, minus one, what have you. After the teacher says, I've looked at it, I'm good. We automatically deliver every problem the kid got wrong to, to the student's screen, the exact problems. And she can see the problems that she got wrong and what she put in. And before she can move on with her spiral review, she has to fix all of the problems she got on, wrong on the assessment and then do additional practice on that content to ensure that not only does she fix her mistakes, but she also goes back and gets gets some some kind of groundwork. Let's make sure we're building those problems up. But then for the next for the rest of the week, for about a seven day period, I would leave that we call it the corrections mode. Leave that on so every time she'd log in, she could see at the top of her screen uh, the those colored squares. They're separated, and you can see the ones that you got wrong on the test. Um, even though the spiral review now spirals through those in addition to everything else, so that she has adequate chance to prepare for the coming, usually for me about a week later, um, I'll call it a retest to make everybody happy for a moment. Like it's another test of the same content, mm -hmm. but Jeff, as you say, it's just the stuff that she missed. Mm -hmm. So if she missed seven problems on the cumulative test, Seven days later, she oh, lots of sevens here. Um, seven days later, she would get seven problems again that were similar. So now we've given her a week of interventions. So let's see how she's done. And then a week after that, we'd be back to a cumulative test. Mm -hmm. uh, so it's it's what I what I loved about that is it's so hard not just to get data and to analyze data and make decisions about data, but then actually to implement actions that address the data mm -hmm. and all of the things i just said are things computers do wonderfully or can yeah. do well so this whole system of the cumulative test with the have kids fix their mistakes have them do additional practice and eventually have another test just targeting their weaknesses and then circling back to the cumulative test again uh, it just it was so powerful. Well, and I think that speaks back to my earlier uh, question and, frankly, concern uh, about students seeing all those red boxes. Now, yes, they've got those. They are developing that mastery, and they've had the opportunity to go back and retake 
some questions that are similar to those ones they missed. And then as they build that mastery, then they see those colors change. And to me, I think that's what definitely would help build that confidence. The fact that I can go back and not even that I can go back, but you know, if used correctly, I I have to go back. I've got to go back and, and work through these so that I get better at it. It's one of the things that just absolutely always drove me bonkers as a student and then even early through my, well, not even early, just throughout my career in education has been those instructors that are the do and die. You know, you're going to do it and, mm. you know, good, bad or ugly, as you said before, you know, uh, oh, here's, you know, here's the results and that's it. We're moving on. And that always just, it really did. It always drove me crazy. I had the opportunity, I'm going to birdwalk a little bit here, um, but I had the opportunity to teach a, uh, a, uh, communications, I mean, a a writing class. And the traditional method of the writing classes is, you know, you turn in a rough draft and then that gets sometimes graded. Sometimes it's just, you know, tweaked a little and some comments and some suggestions are made. Then the student, you know, writes their final paper and the final gets turned in and good, bad or ugly. Here it is. A, B, C, F, whatever it is. That's what you got. And, and even when, even when the instructor provides some constructive feedback, it doesn't do me any good. The paper's done and gone. What am I going to do with this? Right. I mean, yeah, some of it might apply to the next paper, but maybe not. And so one of the things that I did was very much like what you're doing with uh, Get More Math. And that is, I told my students, look, my job here is not to make you fail. You know, if you fail, you're going to do it on your own because we're going to have ample opportunity to fix those mistakes. Now, I can't Mm. spend, you know, the entire semester on paper number one. Sorry, that's just not going to happen. But by the same token, I'm going to give you opportunity. And at the same time, those students who did get it right away and understood what was going on, they had things that they could work on while, while, you know, while we were helping those that were struggling with their content, trying to grasp, you know, some of those key aspects of, of writing. So mm. I love where Get More Math is taking the students, taking the teachers in terms of learning, in terms of assessment. I think it's it's fantastic to see this on the math side of things. Mm-hmm. And yeah. it's the, the, the really for math teachers, many of them aspire to this system. It's just so much work. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So that's, that's why the, 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 the get more math software wants to do the things the computer can do mm-hmm. so that the teacher can implement that strategy, but not have to do all the pieces that, that, that computers can just toss off, you yep. know? Yeah. Exactly. Yep. Well, I love the, with fidelity, the reinforcements there. That's, kind of what I'm taking away here. And this isn't just about math and this just isn't about assessment or it isn't about, uh, you know, anything along that line. It's also about responsibility and learning Mm -hmm. the achievement of of self-gratification of I've accomplished this. Mm -hmm. That's a really big one to me. You know, we were talking today, we we made a silly TikTok earlier about, you know, that self-gratification you get, that feeling of accomplishment. That's exactly what you're doing and you're building it. You start the program day one and by what day 190 of a school year, you hope that those kids have built their self-confidence and they've built that ability to not be afraid of those assessments at all. Like Mm -hmm. this is going to work out and I'm going to get better and better if this goes on. That's how I take it also. I hope that's, you guys get it. Yeah. Yeah. No, absolutely. It's gnarly, man. I just want to throw that in there. (laughs) (laughs) 
did you wrong, did you take a vacation radical. at some point? <laughs> true totally. story. True story. Totally Early eighties, I was a skate rat and a half. So you yeah, know, there you go. So that's it. That's great. <laughs> hey man, so um, hey, did, um I, okay. go ahead. No, tell, tell me, tell me. Well, I was gonna say, did you have a half pipe in your backyard? Um, I had. Quick, a, I mean, just, just we had a quarter pipe that we took down to the local wall okay. at the at the Howard's parking lot. Howard's was a department store. We laid it up against the wall. And we'd ride that that quarter pipe on the. Oh, wall. that's legit. That's legit. Yeah, man. Yeah, I did my first drop in at, in Tampa Bay. I dropped in acid dropped right into a to a half. <laughs> Luckily, I didn't break my neck. So anyway. Boom, yeah. right off the edge. So, yeah, see ya. Yeah, well, so what happened is Dave started bunny trailing. Or, well, you call it bird walking. Mm-hmm. I, I call it bunny trailing. Everybody's got the thing. Yeah. But, uh, and now we're like way down the trail. Yeah. We are, but that's okay. But that's, that's okay you know. because the people listening are going, this is some rad, gnarly dudes. <laughs> <laughs> so, hey, Josh, um, if our listeners, we are, uh, I'm, I'm going to be the time if, cop here. Say, yeah, if after all of this, they still stick around, it gets crazier. <laughs> so, uh, hey, listen, um, uh, if anyone's listening, I'm going to let you tell them, what's the best way to find out more, get in touch with you, you know, follow along with the journey of, of, of what you guys are doing to get more math? You know, I, I definitely have like a, a Twitter handle. Yeah. Uh, it's Mr. Underscore Get More Math, MR underscore Get More Math. I, I haven't uh, I haven't worked that too much. Mm-hmm. I, I have mixed feelings about Twitter and, and, and what goes on there. Sure. Uh, pro- probably my, my favorite thing, the thing I would uh, encourage people to do is put your hands on it. Try it out. Yeah. See, see how it happens. Um, and as you mentioned, we have a free one year pilot. So it's kind of a a no miss. The, the requirement on the pilot is that an administrator approve it because we, we want to make sure that we're not just sort of like sneaking into a school, but rather the school says, yeah, this sounds good. Let's try it out. And then uh, it becomes a thing, gets turned on as soon as you schedule your first one hour training because we do do a couple of one hour trainings to make sure you mentioned earlier that you understand how it works and you can use it, you said, with fidelity. And that's, man, that's I'm, with any software or new, new strategy it always takes learning how to use it and then using, well, it's the chainsaw metaphor, right? Uh, yep. We want to make sure you know how to rev that thing up and hit the forest hard. I don't know. I don't know. As, as I'm going through this metaphor, I, you'll have to tell me later what you think. I, I don't know, keep the chainsaws. Yeah, I mean, uh, the chainsaws are good. I, it has an, an, an evil dead thing to me, but that's just me. And yeah, that's, that's right. Maybe it, maybe it links to too many other to movies and such. I don't know. Hey, I have to say, though, um, if you're looking for a great lunchtime read, the website is excellent. There's more than enough information on uh, getmoremath.com. It's a great take mm-hmm. your lunch, take your laptop or your iPad, sit down, read through everything there. You're going to answer all your questions. Uh, it's a wonderful, wonderful opportunity. Hey, Josh, thanks hey, for coming really on the show and we'll, uh, we'll catch up again soon. Okay, guys. Hey, I thank you so much for uh, inviting me back and, and just yeah. kicking things around. I, I, I really enjoy it. Thanks to Josh Britton for coming on the show. Get more math. It says it all right there in the title. And hey, that first year for free makes it even a smarter uh, choice. 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 Right. You can check it out. Yeah, check it out. But that leads us to, you know what time it is. It's time for... The Google tip, tech, tip, tech, tip, 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 That was pretty nice. Good job. Hey, this week, um, uh, we've got a, a tech tip of the week, and um, yeah, we'll work on that uh, that intro there. No, we won't. We like that intro. You liked it. Go ahead. Say it. 
Say it right now. Say, look in the mirror, closest mirror you've got, and say to yourself, I'm good enough, I'm smart enough, and I like that the, the intro to the Tech Tip of the Week. Okay, here we go. So this week's Tech Tip of the Week is pretty cool. Um, you might already know this, but I did not know this. No, we, we literally just discovered this. Literally. I mean, yes. I mean, we didn't discover it. We found it out for ourselves. Somebody else did it anyway. And right after this commercial break, we'll tell you about it. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> <laughs> Watch this video, puppies, and we'll tell you. Jeff, just shut up and get to it. So what it is is the at sign. You know the at sign. Shift two. <laughs> Shift and the key to the at sign. You type it in a Google Doc, and you get all this really cool stuff. Uh, you get a whole freaking menu of stuff. I, I, I always thought at was like where like you could you know tag somebody you know <laughs> that's in your organization or whatever. Oh, it does way more than that. I, I mean, it brings up a menu of different formatting options, of sending options, of embed, uh, embedding options. It's the grandmother of contextual menus. She's got a whole snack of cookies there for you. It is. Just opened up the purse and <laughs> guess what? Guess what? What, what do you, you need, honey? A Kleenex and a mint? Here you go. <laughs> it is. But it's got everything. Bullets. It's got emojis. You can put, you know, now you can put emojis directly into your, your document that way, but you can uh, hit other people. It's got all your, you can hit so literally, David could be working on a document and a hand comes out and smacks him for you right there. No, you can actually tag other people. You can send the document. It's really cool. I mean, it's when you do it, you're going to be like, what? This It just keeps going on and on forever. Yeah, exactly. So there you go. Just put the at symbol in your document and, and watch what happens. Yeah. <laughs> Listen, uh, and by the way, it's it, the, you, have, you owe us money for the first 24 hours. And if you don't unlock it, by, I'm just kidding. <laughs> It's not a hack. It's it's really it's no. It's a thing. It's a thing. <laughs> it's a Google thing. It's a Google thing. Yeah. Okay. They're like great. I don't. Know, these guys have lost their minds. No. Jeff has lost his mind. That's the deal. No. We we've lost it. It's five weeks into school. <laughs> Our minds are mush. Mush. But it's been fun. It has been fun. Again, that's what I tell myself in the morning when I look in the mirror and say, you're good enough, you're <laughs> and it's been fun. <laughs> hey, listen, thanks for listening to the Edutech guys. Visit us on the web, any of the social medias, uh, the Hoobers and the Stinks and all that stuff, and the Slacks and the, the Pinktograms and all that kind of stuff. At Edutech guys, you can find us and uh, check out edutechguys.com. And yeah. check us out on Amazon. We have a book out. It's a nice little how-to on, you know, keeping up with your podcasts and yeah yeah all that kind of good stuff so hey listen it's been a great show uh, i'm jeff madlock i'm david henderson we'll catch you next time you're listening to the edutech guys edutechguys.com this is ross romano from the authority here on the b podcast network it's the show where I interview people who know what they're talking about, and no matter your role, we have some recent episodes you won't want to miss. I spoke with Mark Miller, international best-selling author and VP of High Performance Leadership at Chick-fil-A, about his brand new book, Culture Rules. Kate Everly Walker, CEO of Presence and author of The Good Boss, joined the show, and we've had conversations with Baruti Cafele, Peter DeWitt, Julie Evans, and many more. Join us each week for ideas to address your current pain points, New perspectives from authors you admire and fresh takes from up-and-coming voices. Subscribe to the Authority Podcast wherever you listen to podcasts.